This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there, Billy The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to episode 81 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Another double game week and another blast of the naked truth coming your way. Uh, coming up this week, defeats to Preston and Birmingham, so town dropped to 16th. Big Phil has been on the radio, but was it Gaga or blah, blah? An old feature returns, and we'll look forward to yet another double game week. So on this podcast, which I think has been doodled by the brilliant Tom Bradshaw, uh, let me blow my conch for a uh, the pod team to assemble. There we go. I've got to get it in at least once this week. Phil, Phil, you were here last week, so you didn't see no. that. Joining us this week, so uh, not not quite Avengers Assemble was that, but if it was, I think I'd Bagsy, uh, Bagsy Thor in any case. But joining us this week, we've got Captain AMC. We've got Neil Wayne. Uh, the Iron Man of the podcast is Richard Kosmala, uh, ready to unleash his own Nick Fury. It's Dan Porritt. Uh, and the goalkeeper as agile as Spider-Man, it's Phil Senior. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky, Phil. I looked at Ant-Man and I thought, I don't know him well enough for that. <laughs> no, that man then, massive, wasn't it? <laughs> and then who is the Hulk that we see in the corner? Let's have <laughs> So we have Brady Frost over there. So Brady, I think you probably need a little bit of a uh, little bit of this. Is that you playing that, Matt? Yeah, it's that really bad flute you can get from YouTube. Uh, Brady, tell us why you're naked. Uh, Just fancy. Turned up to the wrong group or what what was going on? 
Yeah, I didn't realise this pod chat. No, of course, um, you know, I, after, on Friday, when I got back from a run and I was all giddy, I saw Stephen Chicken was like, if we do this, uh, donate for the food banks for three and a half grand, uh, I'll go topless. I was like, oh, I'll do that, mate. And then, uh, of course, when I checked, it was like nearly three and a half grand. So here I am being a boob and showing my man boobs. Well, not quite, not quite, as we say. But yeah, so what we need to do is uh, we need to tell everybody that this podcast is sponsored by the brilliant Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, Magic Rock also um, double up with the Welcome Centre at Huddersfield as well, whereby you can drop into um, uh, the uh, the Boatby Tap Room and there's a, a couple of bins set up for uh, donations down there as well. And the HTSA have been very much involved with uh, trying to raise uh, raise money and raise donations for the Welcome Centre and the Food Banks for Huddersfield campaign and uh, what we did, Tom Bradshaw's online. He said hello as well already this month, uh, this uh, this evening. So hi, Tom. Uh, and he's mentioned that uh, you know he was very kind to say that anybody that donated thirty pounds would get their own little drawing, uh, a little doodle like Tom does on on the podcast, which is which is great. So thanks to Tom. And uh, as it stands, uh, in terms of donations and drawings that we've made, uh, we've done over five hundred and fifty quid. So well done, Tom. Thanks for thanks for doing that, and uh, and hopefully more schemes. Uh, will arise in the in the near future but if you didn't get in and sadly it's it's over and done with now uh but thanks to tom and we'll move on to the football so okay it's from careless so whispers there, Matt, i don't know if it's a nice link but what am i drinking tango brady's got no top on do you remember that Sheffield wednesday guy tango we know top on tango, man, yeah. a bit bigger than brady and a bit less a bit less <laughs> hair as a lot more like you cosy to be fair if you take your top off <laughs> <laughs> Can't be retained, can't be retained. Anyway, from careless whispers to guilty feet that have no rhythm. So Preston North End uh, turned up. So uh, for me, we had a good first sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, Town defensively for me lost that game. Uh, We didn't really play out effectively from the back. Defensive positioning and uh, playing from deep seems to be very much the, the... uh, the the platform that Carlos Corbrand's built his system on. Um, Nabi Sar in particular had a bit of a bit of a poor game uh, all round, um, but you know we, there's not not just one player to to, to blame for that. So um, as as my little lads just walked in, so <laughs> so there we go. That's perks of live <laughs> live YouTube face. So who wants to um, dive in and talk about the Preston game? Let's let's go to pause first. Why would you come to me, Matt? When you know that I didn't watch it. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every week. Go, ask me about Birmingham. Move on to somebody. Ask me about Birmingham. Let's move to on that. to Cosy. Cosy, tell us about on, Preston. <laughs> yeah, it was a strange game, Mike. Me and Neil were swapping quite a lot of messages during the game. I thought first half, we were fortunate to be in front. Uh, beautiful goal. Lovely pass uh, to Campbell. Uh, great finish. Uh, but I just felt that yeah, they were kind of a bit more experienced. The worst thing was, we had an extra night's rest. Uh, they played Wednesday, we played Tuesday. Second half, I just thought the old manders, as you would say, Neil, I've nicked your quote here, but they did. I thought they were, they were savvy, they were strong. They 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 really took control and uh, we didn't really recover from that goal. And Saar had a bad game all round. He capped it beautifully with his red. But you know what? I try to take a positive from anything these days uh, in these bad times and... I thought last 10 minutes, I didn't see this uh, second win coming from us. I thought we were done. I thought they'd win three or four. But we came back and with a little bit of luck, we could have maybe sneaked a point uh, and we didn't get it. But I just, yeah, I, I just kind of got my head around that this could be a season similar where, yeah, wanted to carry on and kick on and it'd been great. But 
I just thought they were good. I thought Sinclair really showed his, his quality. Didn't think we could handle them. I thought just thought they were more physical than us. I thought I felt we were a bit naive. But the trouble is, I just think this team, this is how it is. I don't think we've got the. I know we've got Hogg and maybe you know could say Steeman, even though he loves the going down a bit easy in. But yeah, I just thought Preston were well coached. It made me. I were amazed after when I looked at this table. They they were like well below us, which were just sums the division up really. Having any given day, but. I thought, as uh, David O'Leary used to say, they're wordy winners. Wordy winners at the end, mate. Who wants to jump in next? Uh, I've sorry, cause I missed half of that. I managed to clear the room now. So both, um, both, go, both games, both Preston and Birmingham. I've got a lot of time for Carlos. I think he's going to be really good. He's shown us a lot of promising stuff, but I think we've been outthought by more experienced managers last couple of games. If I'm honest, I think Preston have. Completely done a second half, as like I said, a cosy weekend. The old man did second half, bullied us out of it. Um, what I did like is that we went down to 10, then we still kept on having a go. Um, we actually looked more likely when we went down to 10 in second half. I think under Cowboys, we would have probably lost that four or five, but we still we, we kept in there, didn't we? We were still in game till the final whistle, so a lot of credit. Started it well, maybe first 10 15 minutes, but overall, Preston would have been fair to say. Phil, why sometimes in sorry, Matt, Phil, why sometimes in football when one team gets one goal, it we just seem to just we lost it, didn't we? And then they got another that that just sometimes happens. What is it? Is it is it just your head's gone and you're gutted or what? I, I don't get it. Yeah, I think it was just a, it was a lack of um. And kind of that concentration, I think, in, in that little bit of a spell, it were the goals are poor. I mean, obviously, the one where um, Heyman and Saar came together, he, I think the keeper should have probably dealt with that. You know, he's a big lad, it should, that ball should have gone. Um, and then it kind of like just kind of rolls over, then, doesn't it? And I think it, it, it does tend to affect um, both sides mentally. I think if it's if you see kind of like that mistake there that, that happens, the other team are on it, uh, and then vice versa, if, if, if you've got that as a team, you. you you, it kind of gets in your head and, and, and it goes back to I think that kind of experience you know you need players in your team that are going to you know knuckle down and, and, and get hold of that ball and, and the way that Carlos has wanted to play we, we do retain possession I mean I watched last night and centre-halves have the ball a hell of a lot in our team and, and we did when uh, Wagner were there as, as a coach but you know there's, there's a lot of uh, reliance on that and, and the people in front looking after that ball and I think in that little spell there the, the, the ball was given given away too easily and then going back to what Neil said last 10 minutes we were fantastic you know everybody used the ball as, as they should have done um, Pippa was was fantastic joining in linking in driving runs and it was a, a kind of a different different game and we could have got something out of that um, Phil, can, but I I think... ask, can I ask you what you were mentioning there about the because I because obviously no crowd there and you could hear him a shout, but Saad just either didn't listen or whatever. Is that no excuse? He should have, in your opinion, he should have still gone through it because there was quite a bit of debate. Ama, I, I didn't kind of see it as Ama's fault, even though a lot of people did. But Saad, what, he shouted, Matt, he kind of bends, what have you. And yeah. Saad just, but in your opinion, that's irrelevant. He should have just... Thing is some, thing it, yeah, it's difficult, really. And, it, and this is, you know, obviously, you know, keepers kind of union. I, I, I messaged Matty. Uh, during the game, um, we, we do have a bit of a union, but for me, he's a big lad. It's totally different to me. Like it might be me, me being bitter, being a smaller goalkeeper, and having to struggle to get above uh, above defenders and, and 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 attackers. But for me, he's a big lad, so that needs to be dealt with. If you can see that Sal's backing in towards you, which he could, 
you know, I could see it as the ball came in the air. The ball was in, for, in the air for a long time. Just clear the lines. For me, personally, um, like I say, he, Sal's not helped. So, so that is one thing where I would say, yeah, I'd hold my hands up. It's a big call. But where do you want him to go? What's he going to do? Is he going to run that way? Is he going to run that way? He's got his back to his keeper. So it's a difficult one, really. Um, but it just—it it was just a mistake, wasn't it? And, and you can see it, then it, it, it has an effect. For me, Phil, it comes down to decision-making. I think Ben Hamer's had a good season. I think it's probably wrong to, to bag him too much because he's, he's had a lot of un, unjust stick over the last couple of years. But uh, for me, the decision-making, it, it kind of led on from the Swansea game where the last 20 minutes of the Swansea game, there were a lot of crosses came into the box that I didn't think he particularly dealt with particularly well. Um, there were a lot of not necessarily flapping, but you know, he was he was a little bit undecisive and the the contact he was getting on a lot of the a lot of them at Swansea wasn't wasn't a lot. You know, there were a lot of small pushes and deflections and yeah. I, I've, and it just seemed another bad decision really to me because you know I I'm a small goalkeeper as well. I'm bitter, you know, when a big six foot plus striker comes barreling into you and you know your knees your best friend in that case, yeah. isn't it? But you know, when when that ball comes over for me for me, from speaking from my point of view as well as a a goalkeeper of, of a lesser standing than 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 you and Ben Amer. But you kind of yeah. use your peripheries a little bit as well. And if yeah. you see movement going on and you think uh, the first, for, my first thought is danger, punch it, you know, if in doubt, yeah, punch because... it. Don't. And and for me, it was a, a, a not something where you would completely say 100% Ben Hamer's fault because Navisar is no. not listening. But you don't take a risk. If you see movement out of the corner of the eye, you, you, you don't, and it's blue and white, you don't take a risk. You just help it on its way, punch it. And so, for me, yeah, he, yeah. he probably should have punched that. Yeah, take, just well, take a chance. I'm not going to hammer him too um, much for it. But yeah. Well, no, because I think, like you said, everyone's picked up on it. I think he's, he's had a good start. I think his, his, his confidence looks like it's improving. He's made some great saves. Mm. Um, you know, he made a great some, save in that some, game. The, the save he made yeah. at 2-1 was absolutely phenomenal, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, some excellent saves. But I just think there's little parts of the game. Like, you know, we go back to it. He's asked a lot upon in terms of playing out from the back. So a big part of his game now, his concentration is playing out from the back and getting that quality going forward. Um, and then, like we just said there, the aerial, the aerial ability within within the area, shot stopping seems to be fine. But um, those balls into the box for me, I just, I just, just want to be a little bit more commanding. You know, you look at Jonas in the last couple of years. You know, anything that came into the box, whether he punched or, or caught, he's there and he's dealing with it. Um, and I think when your team's struggling as much as what we do defensively from crosses, we just need to a little bit more solid in that area. Uh, Neil. Um... I'm going to come to you just from picking up on little bits from what's up. Sorry, Brady, I'll come to you in a minute as well. When you, you know, I know I can see you getting cold over there. So um, James, your friend with the, uh, the hat and tash has been in touch as well and said he never thought he'd see you naked on, uh, on, on camera as well. So it, that's for YouTube. So Neil, we've, we talked a little bit offline, haven't we on WhatsApp about defenders um, and Cosy, you, you, you you get access to some stats sometimes, don't you? And we can all look at him yeah. for goal and so for score, etc. And um I personally think Richard Stearman has been in the top three performance probably this season. You know, Toffolo and Pieper, the best two players this season. And then Stearman's not far behind for me. But you have to kind of maybe have a look at uh, the defence as well and the part the defence is playing. And you've you've mentioned that you might switch things around. And you look at, um, I don't really want to go to Birmingham too early, but you look at Schindler's uh, aerial duel rate last night. Uh, obviously up against Jukovic, uh, latterly Hogan initially and Jukovic. But you know his uh, aerial success rates around fifty percent, and that's not he's not quite been as commanding as what maybe we're used to. And we all love Christopher Schindler fully, but um, would you sort of look at making some changes? Naby Sars had a, a strong one, but, and obviously this is a new system we're trying to bed in, and a few people are, uh, are maybe making you know it, it leaves you open to more errors, doesn't it? Essentially, the way that we're playing at the minute. 
Uh, do you think that maybe there needs to be a little bit of a think about what we're doing at the back there, or maybe we should just shut up and persevere and let the lads carry on? I think it depend, depends on defence. It depends on which formation we go with. I think if you're playing with a, with a fall like we did last night, because you've got Toffolo and Pippa as basically as our best attacking threat, so obviously the two centre-backs with Og dropping in are left quite exposed at times. And I think the winning goal last night were a, were a case in point where I don't think if you're playing the formation with four at the back, I don't think you can have Stephen and Schindler together as that two. Because I just think you're left very sort of immobile and, and not very quick. I think Cosy's mentioned it before, he's right. And it's, I think it's quite surprising that since he got man at match against Forest, we've not seen Critchlow. Um, and I think for me, he'd be starting. And I don't want to go too drastic after, after a couple of defeats, but I did warn you after a couple of wins just to calm your passions a bit and not get too carried away. Um, but I'd. If they sticks with a four at the weekend, I would genuinely go Saar and Critchlow. See, that's too left-sided for me. They're both very left. But you, you've, got Saar, you've got Saar, who is the dominant force at both ends of the pitch in the air. And we, we looked to, toothless going up front, attacking anything set-piece-ish. If we, if we manage to even get the ball across in the first place, we'll go on to that later. Um, I think you need Saar in there for his aerial presence. And I think Critchlow of all of them is the quickest. And I think he deserves I think he deserves that chance. And I get your point about two left sided, but I generally well, don't it's not see just that to be honest, Neil. It's when when we go back to the Forest game, Richard Stearman pretty much talked I think it was Stearman, wasn't it, alongside Critchlow in, in that game against Forest, but he pretty much talked him through the entire game. Critchlow's positioning's not a strong point yet you know he's coming from left back to centre back you know so it's not quite there yet and Naby Sars also positionally we saw against Preston he's dropping in too deep he's dropping five yards too deep from the I rest I get all that but my point, um, point really though was that I don't think you can play Steam. if you're playing the four at the back you can't play Steam and I'm sure need one with together. pace yeah. yeah okay fair enough uh, Paz you watched the game What's last night <laughs> I did watch- there, yeah unbelievable eh um, Cos, do you want to round up something on Preston that you wanted to do? Sorry, before we move on. No, I just, I just don't get the Critchlow thing. I mean, I know, but you know, there's a lot of games, etc., etc. But he was buzzing after that Forest game. It's just an odd one to me. I, I get if he'd have played four or five games in a row and, and or dipped in and out of a, of a game because there's two every week now. But we've not seen him since. I suppose Carlos knows his players better than us. I don't know. He might not have been kind of. He might have had a bug. You just, you just don't know, but it just seems very odd. I mean, I had to click on it. Is, is there a bug going round, Cosy? Nobody's mentioned it. <laughs> I don't know, mate. It's, it, it was in because Sa was isolating, essentially, wasn't it? That, and as soon as Sa came out, that was it. Sa, Nabi Sa well, was in the side. I mean, last night, I kind of did what you do, might have a look at some stats, and I thought, is it really that Forest game, his last game? And it was, wasn't it? He didn't he hadn't played since. It's very odd, but I don't want to make a big fuss out of it, but especially when we've been on a decent run. But I just thought last night, and I thought Schindler were poor and man, he, he's the man for me. I'd disagree maybe on that, but pause, we'll throw it up until you. you saw the game against Birmingham. Um, what, what was your takeaway from that, that game against, uh, against Birmingham City? For me, I'll give you a topic to, to, to move on to. So for me, we, we've played uh, Rotherham, uh, Preston and, um, and Birmingham last night and three sides that have employed what you would refer to as a low block whereby they just sit and defend deep and we've really struggled 
you know, when, when teams have done that for me so far this season, we like the game to be nice and open so we can do, you know, the, the rotations around the right, you know, the inside channels. And um, when a team sits back, Rotherham, we obviously equalised because Rotherham showed absolutely no intent once they went 1-0 up of moving out of their own half. But we played Preston, who then matched us up, you know, 5-3-2 each, you know, and they moved Alan Brown to right wing back and matched us. And then we've and then sat deep and, you know, picked us off on the break. And last night we played Birmingham City, who showed absolutely no ambition to attack really other than when we had committed forward and then then they would hit us on a counter are we seeing uh, an early weak point do you think in terms of you know if teams set up this way then uh we don't have enough quality uh behind you know to play in front of teams to actually get through and i know we mentioned carol Iting before phil as a, as a really top I'll, I'll throw this over to both you really top class player but um, for me, I'm not sure he's, he's quite hit the, the heights yet that we, we hope. Uh, he's shot some of the touches that the little drag back and pass against, against Preston were unreal. But you know, we're looking at players like that to maybe make things happen. And Pritchard, when he came on, um, do you think this is an area that will struggle, or do you think this is, or do you think it'll come together eventually? And like I say, it's early days, isn't it, for a new system, and there will be a lot of up, ups and downs going forward. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is uh, sorry, but I'm, I'm hoping this is something where we will build on because. I do think like players like uh, Iting, if you can use him properly, what a player. Uh, O'Brien's coming and, and looks like he's, he's, he's picking up from where he left off. But it's just the quality as we get into that final third. Um, I've been impressed with Karoma. I think he's coming on. But last night highlighted the fact that if you've got a weak link, which we all know about, um, you, you, the game, it doesn't flow like it should do. Us as fans, we like players who can who can work hard and, and give it all for the club. And and Fraser Campbell is that man. But I still think there's it, the ball comes back to us too much. Whether it's the quality going forward into these players in higher positions, or whether it's the players in higher positions when they get the ball, it just seems to come back too much. Um, and I, and I think that's something that Carlos will work on. And I think you can see it's a clear clear way of playing. It's just the quality at the moment at the right times. It just isn't quite there. And like you said, Iting's shown it in, in a couple of glimpses. He looks unreal. What a player. You know, I've sat with my son watching the game and I'm saying, look at this guy here. Because his, his awareness is unreal. But he's just got a click for everybody. And I think if it does, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do well going forward. I think... I think with the um, the teams who do employ that that low block, we we will struggle, as you've said. The three teams there that, that have kind of done that to us, and looking at how we've played in other matches where teams have been a little bit more adventurous, um, our system that Carlos is, is obviously wanting to play seems to be almost like a counter attack. If you look at um, the goal um, against Derby. it's really it's the, the play is so stretched; it's from a dead ball, so the, the, there's a whole what. 100 yards in front of us Team, teams that sit back uh, obviously we, we can't exploit that because they are camped on their 18 yard box you had a look last night and sometimes there's you know almost the whole Birmingham side you know eight nine players um, in two banks of four just behind the you know sort of 18 yard line then you've got all our players on top of that as well so you're looking at you know 15 16 17 players sometimes in a, in a line going across the pitch and to break that down, you know, you've almost got to fully change your, your style of play. You've almost got to go to the, you know, teams do that against Man City. And if you look at a lot of their goals, the the really quick interchanges because you can't you can't play backwards to the halfway line hoping that they'll come out to press because there's no interest of for them to even to do that. They just camp on edge of the box. You can't even tempt them out by 
by sort of playing backwards to get them out to create that space. You've got to be better on the ball. You've got to look for the triangles. You've got to look for that little bit of quality. And um, again, it goes back to that you know discussion that we've we've had you know since our transfer windows shut about that 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 forward player or you know that that really creative number ten. Um, to, to sort of unlock, it's just that killer pass, isn't it? You know, you know, you man City generally go wide and it flashes across, and you've got Sterling, you know, at back post who, who pokes in from a couple of yards out. And when it's really, really congested there, that's when you need that extra bit of quality, and you've got to use the full width of the pitch. And you know, obviously, we've got Diakabi on one side, who's you know sort of more likely to fall over the ball than you know put a decent cross in. And Karoma cutting a couple of times, you know, yesterday, and you know he had a hit bar with a, with a decent shot, but. Pritchard, you know, he, he he's for me should be that man who can who can come on and 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 look for those little balls, you know, a quick turn on edge of box, just create himself half a yard that he can either get a shot off or he can just slip a ball through because you, you're talking a matter of ten yards between you know our man on the ball and their back line and it's it's really difficult to play in such a congested area when you've not got the quality. And I was watching last night and the longer it went on. You know, the only way I could sort of see us getting a goal was from a set piece, and you know, eventually that that's what happened. It was you know, a fantastic strike by by Benzer. You know, give him credit is is sort of you know we said last week he's still got a long way to go to sort of repay the debt over the last couple of years. But you know, fair play to him is is trying his lad, and you know, it's a it's a good strike last night. But um, yeah, to me, those teams that do sit back. Um, you know, I think I think we are going to struggle. I also think you know once that goal went in. Carlos has got to have a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a shout on tech pitch just to sort of relax the, you know, the tempo going forward. You know, we've we've got a goal back with five minutes to go in a game that we didn't look like getting up from. We, we still carried on, and and that's the ethos. And yeah, fair enough. But to me, when you've sneaked that goal in the last five minutes, you've got to then say, look, lads, let's just put this point in his pocket. Let's go home. It's a point gained rather than you know a couple lost and uh, like, carrying on in that adventurous way. We ended up losing. I'm not having that pause. I, I think under Cobra, and we've got to forget about that because I don't want to be hearing that. That's Danny Cowley talk. I want us to be going. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think if there's, I said oh, earlier, if, if, there's, if there's 15, 20 minutes left, that's a different story. And I'm fully with you. Yeah, keep going. But we'd never looked like scoring at all yet last night. And it just seemed we've, we've almost got out of jail for me with that point. And by carrying on in that way, for the sake of five minutes, we should have just said, look, and it's probably just a little bit of naivety. Um, from him, but to me, you know, you put that point in your pocket and you, you know, you take it back. Well, I, I don't agree. I, I thought we came strong in the last 10 15 minutes. I, I thought one made two there, sadly, it did, but for them, but I just thought it was worth going for it. And I, I think we're gonna, I'd rather have that attitude where we go for it like that, and I can accept it than, than the Cowley Park, the bus piss about with a dead ball, one side of penalty, actually, the keeper gets booked. I, I can accept what happened last night if we keep that doing that, and I, I think we will. I honestly thought we could have win the game, mate. Once we equalised, my thoughts were, let's win it. It won't take a point. And maybe I, get, I get what you're saying, and I think I think in them situations, depending on how the game's gone as as throughout, and if we'd have been, you know, if keeper had made save after save and he's plucking them out at top corner, bottom corner, we're, we're creating chance after chance on goal, and we've got a goal, then all right, yeah, maybe. But for me, we just want creating enough quality, and we want getting enough shots on target, and we want to me that were a point gained that that we didn't expect to get with sort of you know five ten minutes to go. So for me. It might seem negative or whatever, but that that one point at the end of the season, you know, could be could be vital. So it's one of them. You know, people have different views. I, I, I do like the style, and I do like the you know, let's attack, let's attack, let's attack. But at some point, you've got to look at the game management as well and just think, 
do you know what? Five minutes to go. Can we can we hang on to it? Not not hang on because Birmingham were never interested in coming for a second anyway. You know they got a goal on break, which really were down to people pushing up probably too much. If he just holds back his position, like I say we probably do come away with that for a point. But you know we might do that next week and we might we might get a goal. So you know in that case it's justified, isn't it? But as a whole for me, I think you can but, go for it without leaving the the back door completely open, can't you? Which we we kind of did. But I I, I kind of agree with cause a little bit in that you know once you once you've got that momentum and you've got back in the game go and win it um i fully agree with that but i think you can do that as well without everyone pissing off up front you know like a, like an under, t- <laughs> under 12 under 12s game you know where they all run up and stand on the goal line which we didn't do but yeah i want to bring brady because he's not really not really spoken much have you we've just, model, just sat and admired you brady so far speaking of form not invisible there for candy man you are pale <laughs> You blend into it, Wild Brady. Behind. Thanks. Cheers. Like an old Scotch video. Is this re-record? <laughs> don't fade away, Brady. Uh, Brady, I want to talk about Janino Bakuna. I, I wanted to go back to Preston as well. Um, I, I forgot to ask whether you thought Dan Potts should have been sent off to everybody. I thought when you looked at it in uh, normal time, the fast, it's a blatant red card. But when you start yeah. to slow it down, you kind of think, oh. But I think in it's out of control, reckless for me. Blatant red card. Red card for me. Red card. Red, Two red, red cards. Red, red for me. Three reds, pause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've seen, you've seen the highlights. Cos? I have seen, I have seen it and I, I do think it is a red, yeah. If Fog, if Fog stays on for that, then that... It's, it doesn't matter. One, one right doesn't make it. It's in isolation, red card. I just think, no, I'm not going to be... Come on, answer. stop siding with, oh. with everyone else apart from town. No, you're doing mate, again. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving benefit of doubt. Sorry, boys. Right, Naked Brady, what do you reckon? What about what, about Preston? Clothes, that's what we reckon. <laughs> about the Neil, red card. Well, red it. card, yes, I know. I know. Jealous, mate. Red card, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a red in the prem. I think if, oh, if referee sees that properly, that's red. Um, it was sorry. No, that's 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 fine. One thing I wanted to ask her and throw a topic to you was uh, the the um, was Janino Bakuna. Um, mm. I thought first 10, 15 minutes against Preston, he, he drove with the ball and scattered you know scattered Preston quite well. Uh, and there's a couple of instances whereby Preston looked really threatened by him. And then after 15 minutes, he's all of a sudden doing this thing where the ball's played into him and he's backing into people and he's doing that silly little flick and then the, and then he falls over. And he, he's pretty much carried that on for 90 minutes a, against Birmingham as well for me. Um, you know, how do you solve a problem like Giannino Bakuna? Neil's been very emphatic, I think, over the last little while and saying you put him on the bench and you bring him on as an impact uh, hmm. I'm leaning that way as well especially now while Brian's back what what do you think uh, we'll throw this to Brady and then Phil and, and uh, everyone else can jump in as well what what would you do with Janino Bakuni do you just go look you're not reliable enough the bench you go or do you kind of like build around him a little bit and just build around that unreliable nature of him and then all of a sudden something that can win a match can come out every now and then but is that is it too few and far between I think I think Bakuna for me kind of sums up what I think this season will be with Town, and that's inconsistency. Like we've seen in this past game week, how we've been naive and letting stuff down. Previous game week, we were, you know, we had two great wins. He, he was rightly, I think he was deserved to go off at half time. I think some of the flicks he was doing in the centre of the park, especially when one nil down, we looking to get to half time last night. Yeah, it was shocking. Yeah, I think it's really frustrating. I agree with Neil. I think the best we've seen him is, um, well, two times. Obviously, at the end of when we were getting relegated in the Prem, he, he was the only one who kind of looked half decent. And then when Cali had, had him as a sub, and I think it is, a, um, you know, I think it is time to, to bench him. I know we've got Vallejo potentially coming in, and that's a different position, uh, but we've got Brian coming back. 
yeah, he's, he's incredibly frustrating. I was chatting to a, a town fan after the game and he was saying, obviously there was that link with Rangers and I do wonder if it, he, he almost needs to, um, to like just get away from town for a bit, you know, almost a fresh start. I mean, I know beggars can't be choosers with, with our squad at the moment, but um, he's, he's so infuriating because like, like we've said a million times, you can see that he's got a bit of quality but he's just he's just not incons- he's just too inconsistent, and I think I think not being funny that's probably why he's still with us because if he was putting on a masterclass and you know finishing moves like the Derby goal, you know he'd be playing at a high level. But um, yeah, incredibly frustrating. I mean, we can talk just quickly on Birmingham as well. Like he gave away the foul, um, that really frustrated me as well because <laughs> it was from the corner though, Brady. Tell you know you can tell the full story of that one. No, can't 90, you? Well, exactly. We're ninety seconds of utter. The Kooninus. Oh, it's ridiculous. Chaos. Yeah, but it was ridiculous. Kuna, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think the thing the thing that really I think the Birmingham game frustrated me more than Preston because Preston, you know, they beat Brentford away, they've beat Norwich away, they've actually not lost away from home, but they've lost at home this season. Lost again last night. Birmingham at home, crazy. Yeah, exactly. But Birmingham, we they hadn't scored from open play, so we knew set pieces, and you know that's where they were going to hurt us. And it was just it was just so naive for me. Like we not gave just a lot Kuna, of silly but, free kicks away, didn't we? Exactly, yeah, because you know what they were doing, and uh, you know it was just so infuriating. Like Schindler made a couple, Stephen made a couple, and you're like, you know what they're going to do? They're going to get close to the opposition box and turn back and just just leave them, just stay off them. And it was just just frustrating. I think Bakunin, sorry to answer your point, Bakunin needs to go to the bench for me. You know, we've got some more midfield options. You know, we've got some young lads as well. You know, uh, Daly. Don't know why he's not in. Osterfield signed a new deal. You know, we have got options. We've got Vallejo coming in. Uh, you know. He needs to earn back his place, I think. Phil, what do you, what would you do about Bakun if you're playing and Bakun is in front of you? Are you are you ripping your cap off and throwing it on the floor no, and throwing your water talked, bottle at him, or, or are you just kind of letting him do his thing? We talked about um, like I mean, obviously this mindset of, of losing games uh, from Premiership and then obviously last season. You've also got a mindset of, of players who you're playing with, and, and the fact that knowing that they're not going to do what you, they're expected to do, so. You get your head up and you see Bakuna in a good position. You get your head up, you see Diakabi in a good position. Subconsciously, you're thinking sometimes, if I give him that ball, they're just going to slow this game down. As, as a player, for me, that's that's what I'd be thinking. And and, and he does. And that's that, that's one of the most frustrating things. We're getting to good positions. He's such a talented kid. He's got everything. Power, strength, his touch is good. He can pa- he's got everything. But his decision-making on the ball... For, as a team player, is shocking. It slows everything down. It's a turn. It's a flick. It's a it's a silly random. It, last night, it, I, I, I was shouting at the TV. He had the ball on the right hand side of the pitch. He ran virtually the full full width of the pitch, and he could have just played the ball. It could have been one pass out of his feet, ping, right? Because he's got that in his locker, and he literally ran the full width for the pitch. What is the point? And me as a teammate, I'd be fuming. I can imagine what Oggy's thinking when he plays with him. Um, it, it just he's just so frustrating. You could we could talk about him every week because next week he'll probably do something unbelievable where he goes and bangs in a thirty yarder and everyone's thinking he's an absolute world beater. But then he'll go back and he'll do exactly the same thing. And like we said before, this this way of playing now requires consistency. Think about Aaron Moy. You knew what you were going to get off Aaron Moy every single game. Yeah. If it was a simple pass. It's, he's giving it. If it's a little threaded ball, he's finding it and he's playing it. He does all the basic things really well and he, he's not a showboater. At the moment, we've got some randomness going on where 
the, the, the play slowed down and it's wasted. And, and, and that can't happen. It really can't happen. And you're carrying players in. Uh, and I'm sure my, 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 my patience has gone with him. My, my patience has gone with Bakun. I've backed him but, a lot. But what a but, player. What a oh, player. That, that's, the thing, that, that's the thing, though. You get the, the moments like when he just rolled it out of his feet casually and pings it in from 30 yard against Charlton. Yeah. Yeah. It can turn, it can take a player apart and make him look ridiculously daft in, in, in one drop of a shoulder. But those moments are just, for the for the flip side of it, those moments are just too few and far between for me now. They're getting even further apart now, Neil, I think. Yeah, they well. are. Yeah, they are. They, they, would have goal, they would have goal this, I can't remember what one now, and it, and, and it was like a one-two. I don't know if it was Toffolo, I can't remember what game it was. And it was just a simple one-touch one, one pass, slid in, well-weighted, well yeah. cross-game in, we scored a goal. I think it were... Um, Campbell's when he volleyed it yeah. and Bakuna just laid it off one touch. Perfect. He's got that in his locker all the time. Last night, last night it was just, he, had, he had 90 seconds of complete brain deadness. Mm. He, he balls up the corner and then you're thinking, fair enough, he's chasing Lab. Yeah. <laughs> Back to sort it out. Give away a ridiculous foul that he didn't give away and then lost his man on, on cross. And from, from, his own, from his own attacking corner with three bits of absolute First class dickheadness is, is yeah. basically is, is lost as a goal and, and in effect lost as a game. Phil, did it remind so, you a little bit of the Sodge, Effie Sodge against Scunthorpe, Phil? Do you remember that one where he, he yeah. got player of the month before and then he got, I think he scored <sighs> an own goal, gave away a penalty and got, got sent, sent off? off yeah. Yeah. The type of players are really difficult to play with because, like you say, you don't know what you're getting. And, it's, and, and I know what you're saying, oh, no, let's just get on with it and, and the players understand that that's going to happen. But you, you, you can't afford that to happen. You need cons- no. you need consistent. I mean, not everyone can be hundred percent consistent, can they? But in terms of your decision making, it's got to be consistent mm-hmm. so people can feed off you. Then you know, if Toffolo decided to do random stuff during the game one week, it won't work. You know where he's going to be. You know where he's going to play. You know what, Phil? If on that call, on that first goal last night, if Bakuna is out muscled because it's a great cross and he gets out muscled by Gardner for Edda, fair enough. But the fact that he'd just gone to sleep and let him go for a free header, it's, it's, un- it's unforgivable. And as a manager on top line, Carlos has got to be losing his shit when that's happening. You're because, yeah, and it's just, you know, it's basic stuff. He's switched off three times in 90 seconds. And you- I'm sick of seeing all this kind of fighting in, in penalty yeah. areas with other players. I'm bored yeah. of seeing this. Well, they're grabbing people for it. It's only going to... I, I, I just said Bacona. Bacona won't have lasted till half-time of me last night. I've had him off. Uh, it, it reminds me of um, you know I coach in junior football and you get those players you know we've we've uh, that turn up and they've got bags and bags and bags of talent and you know what they do is they they, they try well they think that because they're so good and they've got that ability they don't actually realise sometimes the impact that the silly little things have on the rest of the team and the rest of the squad you know I've coached kids where you give them the ball and they'll you know they'll take it past two or three and put it in top corner. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, what a brilliant player, what a brilliant player. But next minute they get ball. Because the other team have kind of figured them out and they put two or three men round them. Instead of just releasing it and making another run and one, two in round three players will stand there and hold on to the ball. And it's almost like, ha, yeah, I know I'm better than you. So I'm going to prove that I'm better than you. So if all three of you come at me, I'm going to prove that I'm better than all three of you. And really, it's just, for me, it's a lack of what I'd call football, it's lack of intelligence, but it's a lack of football intelligence. And it's actually... If I play this ball quick as a team, we will progress up the pitch. But Bakuna seems to make it into the you know Jorginho Bakuna show, and it's I'll get up the pitch in the way that I want to do it, in the speed that I want to do it. It just it slows down everything, and it's it's a 
sometimes you're better off playing. I know that's that, that old statement, isn't it? What is it? Um, talent, uh, hard work will beat talent if talent don't work hard. And that just sums up Bakuna to a T for me because he's actually a really good player, but playing in that way is detrimental to the rest of the squad. And, you know, for me, I'd have him out. And like Brady says, I'd be, I'd be putting him to one side and I'd be putting a couple of youngsters in and giving them, a, you know, a bit of a chance and saying to Bakuna, look, you know, you've got the ability. All you need to do is sort your head out, get a bit, you know, listen to us as coaches and we'll make you I, I don't think he better cares player. Enough. I don't think he cares enough. I, he I can't think... without being brain dead. I just generally don't think he's got enough heart to be a top footballer at this level. There's no I think doubt he's, he's got the talent. I think but... he's in. I think he's one of those players where he's in danger of that. That's the way it looks. It's, it's hard to judge from the side of a picture whether whether he's got that passion to want to win. It, yeah. it looks like that, don't it? You know, you look at his body language, and everyone used to say that about John McAlisca. You know, look at him. Look how lazy he is. He yeah. wasn't lazy. He just it, that's just the way he looked. It's yeah. the way think... he moved. You know what I mean? It's it's interesting it's what you really. Interesting what you mentioned about the corners and pushing and shoving. Darren Purse was the uh, co-commentator on the the kind of the feed I watched. Is that who it was? Yeah. Or did you have oh, it on as well? Oh my god! Yeah. To be fair, mate, he gave us loads of credit, and he thought we should have got a draw. He thought we were lucky, <sighs> but but I agree with you. The pushing and pulling in the box, you're just getting out of hand. But referee didn't do it. But Neil, I think it comes back to what you said earlier on, mate. In other shows that we've done, he's a sub, mate, Bakuna. Is a game changer. Last tournament, just like American football to me. You bring him on offensively to do something, and then just take him off once he's done it. I yeah, think go, go in as a free kick. Yeah, that's it. Man. My question is, my question is this: so, so, so it's twenty minutes to go in the game, and we all know what it's like. You want someone who's going to come on and just turn that game, don't you? So we've looked at players like Pritchard when he's coming on, loads of ability, can unlock the defenses, could or can unlock defenses. When when it don't come off, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. You brought someone on for twenty minutes; they should have bags of energy. When it don't come off, it's Bakuna is one of those that's in danger of. When you bring him on, there's a chance that it's not going to come off, and actually, it's going to be a detriment to to what you're doing as a team. For me personally, Bakuna's my right back, or my or I, I liked him out wide on the wing. Give him a little bit of freedom out wing if he wants to go and do his silly stuff, one one v one, and get past someone. Go, you know, go and do it because he can't be worse than Dear Carby, can it? God, well, let's speak about Dear Carby, shall we? So, um, we well, I'm, I, I want to give a big, uh, a big shout out as well to Stephen Chicken for doing his, um, getting his chicken fillets out, shall we say, for uh, for <laughs> the uh, the donation as well that he did, uh, which was which was fantastic, and it helped raise the the amount to it, and and helped raise a lot of uh, uh, acknowledgement as well, and uh, and put some eyes on on what the uh, the Welcome Center and HTSA were, were trying to do. And he's he he's I, I'm a huge fan of Stevens and his his five conclusions articles. I think they're absolutely excellent and essential reading for anyone uh, at Huddersfield who supports Huddersfield. But I'm going to disagree with one of his points that he makes yeah. uh, in uh, in the latest one, and um, I'll give him the right of reply if he wants ever. But uh, yeah, so in in one of them he says um, he makes uh, quite a big thing about not. Uh, hanging Diakabi out to dry, and I understand completely why he would do that. And he and he was saying the sum of the parts, um, you know, is is bigger than the individual, etc. And and to a degree, uh, I fully agree with what he's trying to say. But I also think when you're trying to build such a a system that we have, which is so mechanical in it, in its workings, uh, and it's so you know everybody has got to be on the same page, as you say, because everybody rowing in the right direction, and it feels sometimes like it's Oxford versus Cambridge, and someone's turned the wrong way around in the boat, and he's going the opposite way. And, <laughs> Uh, you know, it does, doesn't it? You know, it's like you've got Dear Carby, <laughs> Dear Carby and Oxford versus Cambridge going the wrong way. <laughs> Amazing. Tom, get on it. Uh, but yeah, so, you, you know, you think of like a machine and an engine and you think if a couple of pieces go in the engine, it all comes down. And that's where I look at Dear Carby 
uh, and Bakuna in particular last night. And I'm a huge fan of Bakuna, as always have been, but I, I just don't think Huddersfield is the club for Bakuna. I just don't think Huddersfield... I think he came probably for the Premier League, and I think now he's looking at Huddersfield and going, meh, you know what I mean? I think if, if he'd have got that move to Rangers or he goes somewhere like that, I think that's where he comes alive, but he's very much in danger, like Phil said. He's, Matt, he's we played with nine men game. last night, didn't we? We played with nine men, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, and the point is, because uh, if you've got people who are performing like this, then the whole thing falls down. I think, Phil, you mentioned this earlier as well, you know, when you uh, when you were going through it. You know, if if you've got Dear Cat, for me, Dear Cat, you know, I think it was Neil said that they uh, they did a, a huge job on Toffolo and Peeper, and they did a, a great job. Granka did a great job on Toffolo, but I thought Diakabi did the job on Peeper because he pretty much went he went and stood. He got in the way. He went and stood in the exact space Peeper was there to attack. He didn't. He offered absolutely zero movement out of that, and he just he stood there. And, and even when we won the free night. kick, don't go on about that volume. I don't want to talk about. No, that. no. The best thing for me, with Dick Harris, night, he looked pissed off when he got subbed. Oh, I was joking. I, I, I never thought he's I'd probably shouting. This should have been forty-five minutes earlier, Carlos. <laughs> I, I, I never thought I'd see the day when I was screaming at television to get him Benzer on. I never thought I'd see the day. He, he was but... fantastic when he came <laughs> hey, on and Neil, There, there needs to be more room on that tandem. Oh, yeah. for, for I'm, I'm, I'm in club, Phil. I'm in, I'm in the Embenzer Phil, club. Phil, there's a tandem going around with, with Embenzer and Neil there on, is. and there needs to be more seats for, for the likes of me and you on there. I, know, I think I, everyone's I keep, jumping I keep, on. I keep saying it, and I've said it from the start of the season, where the lead thing with Click, and they all hated him, and now they love him, and you can't leave him out. And there were going to be one with Carlos that came through, and so far, mm. it's looking like it's going to be Old Isaac and and he was last year. Know Neil, what, we were referring to him as Isaac and Wopsa, and now he's, he's pretty much Mercedes and Benzema. You know what, he's completely <laughs> next level. The thing level. is, if it had been Dicabe being a free chance or some last night, you would still have criticised him, guys. Yeah. He cost nine million pounds. <laughs> nine million because because you you know you're talking about Darren Purse, like yeah. Um, been positive towards Huddersfield. Did did you did you actually listen to his commentating? Because it was the worst commentating I've ever oh, heard in my dear, life. Yeah. He actually said, he actually said, who was their left back? Would it um who was their left back? It it furlough, didn't they? <laughs> no, 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 their left back. What are their left back called? The lad from Middlesbrough. Uh, Fred oh, George, George friend. friend. He actually said He's friends had a blinder friend. today because uh, <laughs> he's done a job on Dia Carbe because Dia Carbe's a threat. <laughs> Dia Carbe's right. shoelaces did a job on Dia Carbe. I, I, could, I could do a job on Dia Carbe. Tell you what, that Rodriguez for them looked Steady. good, didn't he? He looked good, didn't he, that winger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the Spanish guy, the, the right yeah, winger. Yeah, very, he was, very he was, good. Yeah, was what you've got to remember is with Dia Carbe now, I think, we, we chatted before. Um, it, God, I'm putting it out there. He's not, he's, not, he's not a bad player, is he? Right? So he's obviously... Yeah. He's obviously come from somewhere where he's performed well. Something's happened, see, hasn't it? He, he has attributes. You can see that. He clearly has. We've seen little glimpses. But it's it, it, it needs to be gone now from this club because if you looked at his body language last night, his body language, he was he was furious. You could see that. After the game, the, the, the camera was on him. You could see it, it was <laughs> furious about other things. Yeah, exactly. So for me, for someone like that, there's no point us fans complete. We're not going to get off him now. So there's no point us getting at him all the time because it is what it is. For for him, he needs to move on and find another club. And and, and generally, what happens is he leaves us and, and become Do bloody well. will beaters, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> I think um, surprised because he's got there are attributes there. It's just something yeah. in his head. He's just. It's just not going to happen, is it? Yeah. It's, it's and, you, and, and you get that, don't you? As, as a player, you, you move to clubs and it doesn't quite work. You know, uh, Hogan, who played centre-forward for Birmingham last night, 
he was at Halifax with me, and he couldn't even get on the he couldn't even get on the bench. The kid were bloody. They didn't even ask him to come to games half the time. They just left him out. That would have been missed for them, wasn't it? Well, well, yeah. But the next thing you know, is at Aston Villa, Birmingham's, and playing well. So, so there's always a club for somebody. Just get him out of ours, please. Just get him out. I think. Yeah. I think the thing is with with Dick. Well, obviously we talked loads before, by the way. But you just get to a tolerance level, and it just yeah. You lose your shit, don't you? And last yeah, night, he's, he's mine were all over the living room. The, the only yeah. saving grace for dear car at the minute is that they're in 15, 16, 17,000 people in ground. Yeah, go it's, on, Brady. Sorry, you, you, you go on with what you're saying. No, sorry. I think the biggest compliment you can give for uh, Mbenza and Dean Carr, because we obviously compare him. I don't think you can compare him anymore. I think Mbenza's poles apart. The only thing I will say for dear Carby last night was the <laughs> Bakuna was some of the stuff. We said, one of our tactics seems to be just booting it long to him for him to control. And it just, it obviously wasn't working, but we kept doing it. No. And I think you could tell he was frustrated. Um, I think that Campbell shot where he's like open and he's like screaming at yeah. Campbell. One, I think Campbell has a right to shoot that. And two, I think that says a lot if Diacarbi's well, open. Karoma. Yeah, Probably I think that says ball, a lot yeah. if Diacarbi's open and you're not passing to him. And mm. I, like I said, I couldn't I believe that when, Yeah, I, I couldn't believe when... Uh, he was refu- he was like what me me coming off it's like you know I agree it's just, it, there's <laughs> a couple of players so a few though with Diacarbi I mean 79 that, minutes that outrageous volley that you know we've all seen a thousand that times really tweet. even even Forest fans got involved in that and they were laughing at that but just be, just before that though uh, when Coroma hit by it fell out to Diacarbi and oh, I watched it back today and he actually he controls it really well and I'm thinking yeah. you're about eight and a half eat it eat it and then he tried he tried he, he, he Right, 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 he, he was delivering in that period when we when we were crap and we, we had a good run for Christmas, but just nothing. And I mean, the shot, the only saving grace you said, Neil, the saving grace I thought we wanted that away end because that could have maimed someone that sh- ball. Without... <laughs> he couldn't even make it off at pitch because it was that bad. Stayed in. No. Oh, the volley, yeah, the volley, the yeah, volley. nearly. It, yeah, would it kill the bank? Yeah. <laughs> the problem is though. The thing is though, if, if he's that bad, is it why? Why is he playing? If 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 you know Phil's come out and and, and said that we're going to look to promote youth players, there's got to be someone in the squad or even anybody under fourteens or whatever the lowest age group we've where, got. The, the problem is though, where, where's that? Where's that? You know, why why, where's we, why are we playing him unless unless the, Carlos the does is... actually believe that he's an half decent player? Which worries me slightly if that's the case. But there's, is it someone I saw someone say on Twitter, is he trying to make a point? And I don't think he's going to try to make a point by yeah. playing him. But I, I, I just that, thought that, 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 that went through my head. That went through my head. 80 minutes on that pitch for me, that, that's exactly what went through my head. The fact that is this his kind of last chance, right? I'm playing you. This is a point to prove. Look how well you do, kind of thing. Uh, and I'm hoping it is, to be honest. But like going back to what you like, said about the kids, look how well Karoma's done. I think he's been brilliant. Uh, we need in, to blow in, the conch in, for the Josh Karoma fan club. Yeah. Are you joining the Josh Karoma I, fan I, club? I, I, for... Yeah, I think yes. he's been brilliant. I really do. do. I think, yeah, I think he's been Wrong one. one. <laughs> I think he's been one of our strongest players. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, Just for his work rate, really, as well. And I for think the Josh Karoma fan club, is that? Yeah, there's been a little bit of um, little bit of quality come off his boot as well at times, so... 
I think he's improving. And that's what you want to see, improvement and people actually trying to play in the system and, and, and follow the instructions that, that the gaffer's yeah. given. I think the problem it with Diakabi as well, because um, yeah. I'll, I'll throw this to you then. The problem with Diakabi is there's a £9 million footballer there, like we've said. <laughs> and the, Well, that's what <laughs> we've paid. And, uh, what is it now then? What would it be now? What would it not, now? There's no fee involved now, is the Phil, no. let's be honest. It's, it's undisclosed to try and hide the embarrassment. But, you know, yeah, let's... But, but if they want a fee, what, 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 what do you think someone would pay for him? He's not worth anything. He's, he's no. genuinely not worth... No one will pay money that, for him, that, especially that, with the wages he's on. Nobody, nobody's. I think Craig said on the. So what? The tw- so what did Twitter we get? What did feed. we get Karoma for? How much did we? Four hundred grand, I think. It was around so four hundred grand. So do you think no one? So nobody, nobody would pay four hundred grand for Dikawa. I don't think so. I don't think they would. I don't think they would. I think. You can't. You put his wages. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As well, I think his wages will be quite heavy because they're probably yeah. Premier League coming down. I just I think people look at that. If he's on Josh Karoma's wages, then someone might say 400 grand. But I think if you've got to pay the guy as well, there's no way that anybody to, to get Diakabi out of this club before his contract's done, there's not an open hell that anybody's paying a fee when you look at his wages. Not a no. not a cutting hell chance because they've got to pay double, it's double bubble, isn't it? Especially this is the for problem though with football, and I don't think people are getting it. I keep seeing people on Twitter, they need they to pay him off. Card. He'd sell Diakabe. They need Somebody's to got to want him. The gravy train's gone. Them. Look at the championship. There were not people are still at our club because they can't get better wages elsewhere. That's a fact. That is they a won't. fact. Yeah, and won't. it's not going to be any different in January. You're going to be yeah, stuck with them until the end of the season. I, I don't get why people, they've got to be sold. They've got to be sold. No clubs have got the money to buy to pay these wages. So people, let's be honest. Let's out him. Schindler's probably only at town because no one will pay his wages elsewhere. I reckon that's. I reckon that's so. Right. I think there's, I think right, there's definitely a lot in that because right, right. like, so you can't you can't just sell someone, can you? You know, you, you, like, right. think about it in your own life. If you got a car, you can't just say, oh, I'll sell it, and a bloke walks past and say you got five grand off him and give him your car. It don't work like that, does it? You can't release if players play, either. If players that's are on this... ten grand a week here. The, what's the point in leaving? You know, dear Carby will run his contract down. And he'll probably go back to somewhere in France at the end of it, and someone will take him on a free because you know someone might take a punt on him because. Because he was once Mbappe's replacement at Monaco, yeah. You know, they always find something done. If he's got a brain away from football, he's now got a massive balance on the the back of doing the square root of fuck all for the last two and a half, three years. Sat in his kitchen, won't he? He'll carry his money again. I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to France and does all right in a couple of years. I think it wouldn't surprise me, Brady, and I was thinking this, that in three years' time, he might not even be playing professional football. He's he's, he's going to go one way or the other, dear Carby. He's either going to go back and all of a sudden he's going to find the right club and, and kick on, or the next club might, it's it's make or break, or, or, or in 
you know, at the end of the contract at his next club, he probably won't be playing well, pro. I'll tell you what, fair, fair play to anybody who can find a footballer amongst that because he is garbage. Yeah, then Benza, though. <sighs> I mean... What a free kick. And Benza, we shouldn't... What a player. Funny. The thing is, <laughs> if he were a kid coming through ranks, we'd be like buzzing, but again, we've got to think of that price tag, but... Last night, I had a feeling that we're going in that. You know, sometimes you get a feeling when yeah. someone's free kick. I thought we were going to go in that, you know, and it did. That one against Preston, didn't he, where he, the technique yeah. on it was, was fantastic, but he got too much fade and it dropped, didn't it? But a little bit closer, and the way he got it up and down, because Phil, you'll, you'll know if people was, build was, a wall. Oh, he's, you, you never save The way that. you get that you up and no down. chance to save he, it. He bagged one pre-season, didn't he, would it, man, you? Yeah, I th- yeah. I no, think you're he right, backs. Oh, he, he backed a free kick. kick last season in a friendly against Chesterfield, and it was an absolute yeah, thunder yeah, twat. It, it, it was an absolute monster. It was. You can see he's got that. Sh- the, the, the way he's got that shape, like he, when he's out wide and he cuts back in and whips. If it, when he plays on the on the left and he cuts back in, he's got. You can see that shape on the ball. He eats it yeah. so hard. Side got great technique. Wait, I, tell you, I, tell um, what, I was fuming because right. I wanted Iting to take that free kick. I was fuming. <laughs> yeah. I stepped up. I like don't dare kick it. <laughs> But let's have it right with him, Benzo. I, I, as much as, well, probably more than a lot of people, have given absolute pelters. And and, up, and, and Yeah, and to, I, I meant no apology for it because it was fully deserved. There were 13 million quids up in a waste of space there. But he were more frustrating than Dia Car because you don't get to play for Belgium under-21s if you haven't got something about you. So for him to play, inverted commas, like he was, but we so couldn't decide. We couldn't decide where to play him. No, so it'd, no, it'd be playing, he'd be playing now. up front, and we couldn't get the ball yeah. into him. And then, and he weren't the kind of striker in 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 England to well, be able to hold up against, a link play. You remember when he got that goal against Manu last game? At yeah, yeah with quality. There's yeah. no way on earth that Diakabi scored in that against Manu reserves on a well, Tuesday fall night. Over. Yeah. Fall over. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't even have to if he'd miscontrolled ball out in a touch, wouldn't he? So the thing is. We're all, we're all we're all we're all absolutely delighted that Benz is doing well and, and Lom. We'd be delighted if, if Dia Carby did. We've we've given him some pace yeah. tonight. We, we, but we, we, we if he turns it round, yeah. we'd be delighted. You know what I mean? It's. I think, I think the only issue I see with Benza is that you know he's got a contract running out end of this season. We've got an option, but again, wages as well as well, Brady. You know the wages for Benza. You know, even if he if he does this two or three times, it might get to the end of the season, and the, the club have got to weigh up whether it's worth renewing that, even if he is doing it. Or trying to offer him a new contract, or just letting him go. It's not going to be a cut and dried, is it? I'll be honest with you. I think that a lot of that will depend on the others that we can't sell because nobody wants them. If somebody is looking at him and thinking a few bob coming our way, that might swear that one. Well, this would be our look. This would be our look. This would be our look. Pritchard and are out of contract down the end of the season. I think. I think it's consistency as well. Like obviously, he started this season really well. Um, Well, it wasn't just that. the, the best thing I thought he did in Benza was he, he drifted in field against, you know, against Birmingham and there was a one, two with Karoma and he played and he played a brilliant pass back to Josh Karoma. It's where he had the shot, which would have made it two one, but the, the Birmingham keeper saved it. And I thought that was outstanding forward play from him. Benza and he came on with a real point to prove there. And, yeah. and, and I think that's uh, certainly a, a move in there in the right direction. So I, I'm out of uh, talking points now on the, on the two games, um, unless you guys have got anything. Yeah, I've, got, in particular. I've just got something. It, does it worry you guys that, I mean, maybe it's just jumping conclusions for two games, but <laughs> our fullbacks, I mean, you could say there's so many teams now around Europe, the fullbacks are massive for, for a lot of teams now, and you nullify them. And I, I just worry that, like we saw last night, Neil, you mentioned it, you know, Karan Karan Neil did a good job on Saturday. You stop our fullbacks on what have we got else to give, and it does worry me that. And you, you, the energy levels, these two games. I we, mentioned on last podcast, didn't I, about that with injuries, 
if either of those two get injured, you're struggling because you're taking away our, our two biggest threats. So injured, marked out a bit either way, it's it's a concern. But that's up to Corbett. I'm not sure his coaching quality in it and uh, find different ways. And well, that's it. That's when 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 people sit deep in it, Cosy. I think if people aren't sitting deep, then it's, it's it'll work better. And just another thing, we haven't mentioned his name, but I will. Jukovic, Neil, come on now, admit it. Last night you kind of put, popped in like Hamer, but I didn't think Phil. You can answer this. I didn't think he had an open L. I thought it was a cracking finish from Jukovic. It was so unlucky. Typical <laughs> town comes back to him. He looked like he had a point to prove against us. I think he dislikes us. And honest, my only my only issue is. My only issue, yeah, my only issue is if I, I just want to see my goalkeeper dive for the ball. Yeah, why is he standing uh, there? He almost like... Both goals. Ran into his both goals. You know? Both goals. Both goals. Yeah. Both of them, yeah. If, if, if Steeman's in there and I'm diving at him, I'm just diving at him. <laughs> I think that's the problem with Hammer, though. He's a, bit, he's a bit like you deal with it, kind of, that, that kind of beta person. He could, have done, he could have done better at first when I saw it from behind goal and he sort of, sort of does that little hop onto it on his left foot and I think Half he can and go full length there. Can you get to that? And I, <laughs> He's got dive. Just, just dive to make it look like you've tried it. Oh, you know. Classic town. Neil, Neil is that a cat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, what a show. We've got someone topless. We've got a cat. I think people must be... It's like James Bond villain. Look I at was going to say. That's classic town, though, isn't it? We've equalised. We've got all the momentum. There's only one winner. Darren Purse says Birmingham have been garbage second half. There's only one winner. I thought they were And crap. it's Birmingham. It comes out of Jukovic. It was gutting, wasn't it? It was absolutely gutting when that... I mean, it was unlucky. It, you know, you, you, it was a how's, your look? how's your look? Ball its post and goes straight to the... How many times has that happened to us? Oh. No, I was just and then say. if it does land to someone that we have, it's like it comes back too quick, it hits them, and then we fall on floor <laughs> and there's a scramble. Tough Swansea, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, so I mean, to be fair, the Hamer one there, that, that last one, he's hit the post, he's, he's down on the floor, he's got to get up quick. And then it was close to steaming, but for me, I, I, I just want to see my keep. Uh, you know, when I, when I was younger... I was always told, even if you can't save it, dive. Because <laughs> you never know. Because the amount of times that I dived and, and I thought it was out of my reach and you got a little fingertip to it and it went out and post, you'd be surprised. So, one of those things. Right then, I think we'll move on, shall we? And uh, and I think this feature is uh, making a, a comeback for the the man with the uh, the golden gun there. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Absolute danger, this fella. Listen to a howl and roll. Sit in the crowd, a possible David Wagner successor. Better on to touch, begging you to touch and go. Send out Patrick Davidson to find out. How to Max Saggers, Whopper. Riding into the Absolute. You can't tell me Eddie Howe won't be keeping tabs on us. Hashtag SWFC. That'll be favourite one. I watched your match today, and trust me, I think you might as well take up archery at times. Golden parachute catch. Off, I just feel. How dare you? How actually dare you? Some of the highlights of uh, Danger Zone gone by, and I, lo- I love those little Neil segments, and <laughs> they always make me laugh What's every time. Every time. So uh, Neil, we don't do this much anymore, do we? With the uh, the, the Danger Zone, but I think we've, we've had someone, haven't we? 
Um, but thanks to Chris as well for doing that song. So I'll, over to you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wayney Penny. That's not a Bond villain, is it? <laughs> we'll take it. Right. Um, to be honest, it was one that just severely, severely boiled my piss. And Tyrant. So, to, honestly, to, two words: Ian Evert. And oh. he, he has he has lost lost the plot. Obviously, everybody knows. What I'm involved with, and I've been involved with for the last couple of years or so with Andy's Land Club. And it just beggars belief that in this day and age, a football manager with an eye profile can come out and openly tell one of his players, who was only 20 years old, by the way, but we signed on loan, and he's a very young goalkeeper, that can come out and publicly tell him to man up. It is one of the worst interviews I've ever heard a manager give. And I know some people say it's snowflakey getting wound <coughs> up about it. It's this, it's that, it's the other. It's not. It's not snowflakey getting wound up about it. It's everything that's wrong with this society and why blokes will not come forward and talk about the problems that they've got with mental health for fear of being told to man up, get over it, go and have a drink and chill out. It's... Honestly, it's absolute. I'd left it alone. I'd seen it on Twitter. I'd left it alone, and I'd left it alone. Every time you go back on it, somebody else has commented. And the more I saw it, the more, the more and more and more pissed off and wound up I got about it. And we, we see guys coming through our doors every Monday night. Two weeks ago, we had a guy come through the door for the first time. Worked on building sites, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Tried to kill himself a couple of Fridays ago. Tell him to man up. Don't think so, do you? The, the, I've, had, um, I've, I've had a bit of a discussion with this with a lad who I used to play with uh, on Twitter. A, a, a bit of lightheartedness at, at times, but yes. th- there's a couple of ways you can look at this. If 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 I was Dear Carby and I was watching our podcast now and he heard everything we've said about his performance and he needs to get out of the club, is that just as bad as what Ian Everett's done to his player. He's kind of saying the same thing. He's come out, he's said uh, it's his fault, etc. If I, me personally, I mean, you know, I've had issues in the past in terms of negativity. You know, Examy used to write things, uh, sending fans uh, messages, and it used to hurt sometimes, you know, seeing his crap, his tiny, his midget, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Sorry Um, about that, Phil. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I'm over it now. but it, but it, it's surprising how much things do affect people. So yeah. um, my argument was in terms of the fact that he's his manager and anything that goes on in that changing room or with your players should stay in that changing room. I think because... the one thing with me with it, Phil, that got me about it was the fact that in his interview he said that I'm all right saying this because I've already had this conversation with him behind closed doors in private. It's leave not it all there. right for me. Leave yeah. it there then. If you're going to have that conversation behind closed doors, leave it there. Do I'll not come out and broadcast to the nation about it. it. Because what happens then is, is that, I mean, to be fair, it'll just literally be the, the Bolton fans. But it has an yeah. effect adversely on, on them then and their thinking towards their goalkeeper. Yeah. So so they can start getting on, on his back and, and 
don't matter whether you're a seasoned pro or, or, or a young kid coming through, it does have that effect. Now, in a, in a changing room, it, obviously, if, if you've done something wrong, you need to you need to own up to it and, and deal with it, deal with the fact that you are not performing well. Simple as that. If if you do the same thing at your work and your and your yeah. boss comes in and says you're underperforming, you've got to. I know the term "manning up" is a crap term. You've got to get the bull by the horns and you've got to make it better. You've got to make it yeah. better. The, the the issue for me with him was the fact that he's come out and it, and he's outed one of his players. And for me, everything should stay inside that changing room, yeah. and your manager should be there to support you to make you better. So yeah. you're picking him. Okay. So so don't have a go at him because you're picking him. And what made me laugh, and, and, and I spoke to him, he's, he's a 20-year-old yeah, goalkeeper. Well, what about, too. I mean, that's a what, baptism, isn't it? Exactly. What about the lad towards the end of the game that had a, that had a, a free header just outside the six-yard box? It was a free header and he missed and it went wide. What was said to him? Because yeah. he might have missed a couple of chances like two games prior to that. Yeah. So it's it, like you said, Neil. It's a difficult subject, but for me, the main thing that was was that he's he's kind of let his own player down there. Yeah, it was very very much so. And like I said, he'd already said that he'd spoken to the player privately behind closed doors. Well, it's now not private because you've come and told everybody else. You've told the world and stuff like that. Especially especially in the current climate with everything that's going on and yeah, you know, mind charity sponsored football league. You know what, what? What do they make of it? There's one of their, you know, PFA. Why aren't they coming out and supporting kids? Because at the end of the day, that's what is the kid, twenty year old on loan, is breaking in professional football. And to be fair, whether it, you can look at it a couple of ways because he actually saved the penalty the other night against Bradford. Yeah, and everybody against Bradford on the beat. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to throw that in, Neil. I think anybody <laughs> needs to watch those highlights of that goal for Bolton. If just throw yeah, that in while we're there. Yeah, I mean, it won't be similar to Birmingham's last night. If you, I think one of, like you said, one of the things is if you talk to any ex-pros, and and years gone by, the things that have happened behind the doors of a changing room, it's 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 crackers. You 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 won't believe that stuff that goes on. Do you know what I mean? You know, just recently when I was playing, there'd be you know things thrown towards you. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And that's you know we've all been part of that in changing rooms in years gone by, but. But things have changed. The world has changed. Mm. And, you know, you'll, you'll see the stuff that goes on throughout the world and the times that people are living in now. There's so much, so many people out there struggling at the moment mentally because of the lockdown, not being able to see family, not being able to do this, not being able to do that. They're all living, they're all living a very privileged life. I know it's only League Two, they don't get paid a fortune, but they're living a, a privileged life. And for the manager to come and just slate one of his players like that, it's just, it, it, well, it's just not right. You can't. Yeah, one hundred percent in that changing room. That kid would have dealt with that. Yeah, he would. He would have. He would have been able to deal with that within that changing room, because if you know you're not doing it right, so so, you, so and, and you and you don't mind if your manager has a go at you in no. front of your teammates. But in, when in it comes scenario, when it comes public, expect, yeah, it's yeah. wrong. Yeah, but don't don't that that time, but goalkeeping you, know, you see loads of managers calling players out in public, and sometimes. Is it sometimes it can be seen as a bit of a challenge to that player? Do you know what I mean? I, I kind of saw it maybe because my mind is, is, the, the is lang- sort of different to yours, Neil, but right, I took it, it. But the, the language, I, I didn't take it as that though. I took it as a young kid moving up to from to playing at a youth level to playing at a men a man's level. And it, no. to me, the man up comment no. to me seemed to be more it's not, you know, you need to step up to the, the better level, not. Not no. like an emotional thing or a mental I think, thing. I think the I thing think is just to play on 
maybe the actual phrase that made it seem a little bit more Choice like that. Words, but, it's, 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 it's words that you can't use. You can't. You, those, that that terminology in the current day and age cannot be used. In you apologised scenario. You apologised on Tuesday and he explained. He, he acts up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because of the outcry, and it was kind of. I mean, obviously, I didn't see the game on Tuesday, but he was the man of the match, and I know he was pouring and kind of praise on him. But I think that's the thing, really. It's if he'd have said, "Look, he's got a lot to learn as a young keeper, this, that, and the other," but I think the outcry pretty much was that, and I can see what he's saying, Phil, and and pause, but it made me kind of cringe and he had to come out. Hopefully everyone's going to learn from it really and that as well. I think that's the thing and he might think he never, well, I got my reaction, he had a blinder on Tuesday and beat Bradford and what have you, but I just think it were a bit of a... I think think the thing is, if you look at... Sorry, I think the thing is, if you look at... Cheers, mate. Sorry, if you look at... This has happened in a similar position. You look at Dean Henderson last year when he was on man at Sheffield United. He made that error against Liverpool. And Chris Wilder, he didn't tell him to man up. He was like, he wants to be Man United's number one goalkeeper. Well, he needs to do better. And again, I, I agree with Neil. It's like, Landry. you know, you can you can call out players if you you know if you think that's going to motivate them, but it's the way you do it. And I think you know that just got it completely he wrong. Was, he was saying the, the issue. What he was saying, you've lost us the game. So that's more damaging than anything. The 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 man up shout for me. Telling someone that they've lost them the game as a kid would affect them more than anything. The thing Did you get anything similar to that, Phil? Did you get any, um, you know, a bit? And, and in the changing rooms, you know, you, you get managers. Jacko do it all the time. You know, if you know, I mean, he, he did it down at Chelsea. You'll see, the, you'll see the, um, the the clip when we played away at Chelsea, and and um, I won't go into full details, but I made I made I made a mistake, um, and Captain Cole headed the ball and it went in. It's about um, seven foot tall, though, Phil, to come to your rescue. Yeah. Though. Well, there were other things. That, there were other things that happened within that, though. But I'm not going to say. It was so, a yeah, I, I low yeah. up. I made the mistake. Um, but he he said it in front of the lads. You know, Phil, you, you've got to do better. You know, it, it's simple as that. You know, you take that. I'd rather hear that. But if you turn around and said, Phil, you've lost this game because you did that, I think that's a bit poor because you've got you've got ten more players around you that could have done better in that game as well. The thing, what Phil? Well, on do you that, not think though sometimes managers know the know the players, Phil, and it's a case yeah. of. You know, I look at the town squad now and I can sort of, I can see certain players that you you throw a challenge down to. You know, say, if, some, for example, someone like Bakuna, you know, we've, we've had a bit of a pop at internet, but I can imagine him using that yeah. as energy to, to go score a couple they of goals can. next week and turn they it can. around and giving us, you know, and things that, and, that, and, that off. and I can also see players that, you know, you might need to put on out, like a Menzer, he said, and they look, I need, basically said, I need someone to, have an arm around me. And sometimes is it the, different the problem places, is, Danny, different it's, situations? No, it, it, it's, it's not down to what is said. It's how he's said it. But how many how many other interviews do you hear after games where where managers call out players? Do you hear it all the time? I don't understand why. Is it just the literally the man up phrase? Or the terminology, it... man up, you cannot use it. But well, the sentiment's the same, and it's just a, it's just, no. a, just a turn of phrase. Yeah. But for me, yes. anyway, that, that's you just a You can't use it. it. You just can't. It's wrong. It's every level are wrong. I, 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 see, think, I see this every I have to dis- agree to disagree on that one then. But well, I, I, I personally didn't see too much wrong with well, it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through suicide figures and death rates if you want. But you, you don't need to. I know how, because I know you're involved in it. And you so, know what I mean? The, 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 the terminology. Stuff, anybody can disagree with the terminology, but you're wrong. It can't be used. I think the thing for me on that is like... It won't just, it's what you said, Phil. It won't just man up. He absolutely destroyed it, but like one minute of absolute vigil, and he came back to it and all. It wasn't just like, 
you know, like man up, we were like, and I'll say it again, he's cost us the game. We were just mm. like, mate, you've lost it. And I was stunned to beat Bradford. And it sounded like, to be fair, Bradford should have beaten. But yeah. Nah, nah. People don't go and talk. <laughs> People don't go and open up, men in particular, because the, the fear of being judged, the, the fear of the, the stigmas attached to it, and the, the, the man up phrase epitomizes everything that's wrong with how people speak or don't speak about mental health. It just cannot be. A, it's every level of wrong. So Neil, just just kind of, some good words there, Neil. I think yeah, there's I some, think, yeah. some good words. I, I, think Neil, I, understand, I understand where you're coming from, Paz, but I think yeah. uh, I'm going to side with Neil on this. One. Sorry, Neil, just, just a quick one. Do you think um, that Harold, because it was widely condemned and rightly so, do you think that's a positive thing in the sense that he made an awful comment and it was just criticised completely? Yeah, and you, I, to, to be honest, I think sometimes you can actually use that for good. The fact that it has been picked up on by so many people, and it, you know, it's you can't throw. There were Bolton fans in particular throwing around the, you know, don't be snowflakes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We might have got that if it had been Corbyn that had said it. But the long and short of it is, the terminology is Stone Age, and he cannot use it. But the fact that it were highlighted, and he's been made to apologise, etc., you can turn that into a positive now, and more people now. Are aware that that's that sort of language is just it's it's gone, it's been and done, and it, and it just can't exist in modern society. I think Posy was solid. I think Posy were on the lines. Were like obviously you're talking, each individual is totally different, um, and 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 I think that's probably near where where it does become difficult for everybody because you're closely closely contacted with with issues such as that, um, where people have have struggled with that kind of terminology. But like Posy said, like there's there's other people who who don't, and and that's you know it's that's where it, that's where it becomes difficult, and that's where the line is. Because if someone turned around to me and said that, I'd be fine. Um, whereas somebody else, it's totally different. So it's 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 difficult, isn't it? And like you say, like for somebody who's in a in a position like ever is, there's a way um, to do it. There's just, a way just, to do it. If, if it's well, it, it's if just it's, it's just wrong. It's a one-to-one thing. Levels. It is. If it's a one-to-one thing, and he's like he said, he's spoken to him in private. We'll, we'll put this to bed in a sec because I think we've done it now. But the fact that he's done it in private, don't then come out and do it publicly. Leave it private. You know, you know your goalkeeper. Talk to him, and then give him support he needs behind scenes to get. Cool. So we'll, we'll move it on from there, guys. Yeah, so. We'll Good chat, good chat, and, and I think there's definitely a good debate to be had. Well, good debate yeah. to be had on that, and good, some good words from both Phil, from all of you there. Um, Cosy, I'm going to turn this over to you now, so we're going to give you the uh, the mic that you get accused of eating from time oh, to time on this podcast. I've still got um, my shirt on, two defeats or two wins, mate. We're still on a seal, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, well, you it? wanted to talk about Gary Neville, didn't you, on, on the Monday That's Night Pozzo, Football? That's mate, again, mixed up with someone else. One of you, Pozzo, Neville, Cosy, yeah, it's all the same. It all, all sounds the same to me. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's watching it. I must admit, sometimes I don't really watch Premier League football, but what I do like is the best part of Monday Night Football for me is the, the debate after and before. And uh, Gary Neville went in uh, two-footed, Jonathan Ogg style, on the uh, kind of state of the game, which was really interesting, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, he kind of sat a bit uneasy with me a little bit because of his Salford City kind of connections and Peter Lim and what have you, but... Bottom line, he were calling out the Premier League. And it was interesting we are mentioning some of our debates there. The PFA standard have been absolutely waste of space, you know, kind of in the bid trying to get British uh, football back in. And, yeah, I mean, it's just pretty much what we were kind of saying last week with the uh, Project Restart or whatever. Not Project Restart, God, that was the old one, wasn't it? Big picture. Big picture where... 
basically they were saying, look, it were out of order. You know, Liverpool and Man United, uh, what they did, but something's going to have to happen uh, pretty quick, really, to uh, kind of save football. And uh, I mean, Phil again will mention it on his radio leads thing. And to be honest, guys, I mean, Germany, they've, they, I think there were ten and a half thousand tickets sold for the. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach Real Madrid game no one got in Schalke no one's getting in Germany's in lockdown it is locked down Neil I think what you're saying mate is is pretty much coming home to roost it's, I can't see us getting back in ever at this rate And but something's got to give but it's uh, it's just a power grab I mean you saw I don't know if you saw on a Barcelona president fell on his sword the other day but one of the things he kind of mentioned is I've put us forward for the European Super League and all this stuff coming together it seems to be a real reluctance I think from the top clubs to to help out and obviously it leaked out that bigger picture. Uh, and it's just not good, is it, really? Because there's no, there doesn't seem to be any effort to kind of help anyone else, really, apart from the uh, the bigger, the big six. And yeah, Gary Neville just kind of lost it, really, in that as well. I don't know what you think, Brady, but I just think at the moment it's, we're going nowhere. There's nothing being said this week. What's happening, man? The, no. I think, um, sorry, Cosy, just quickly, I agree. I think, um, I don't know if we're going to come on to it, but Phil's, uh, Phil Hodgkinson's interview with Radio Leeds, like, I think what shocked me was he said no one from government's spoken to anyone in football about fans returning, you know, and like, I think like he said, and I, I do agree with him here, it's like, if what's their issue? Like, what's their issue with it? I know the cases are rising, but when other stuff's opened up, like we've talked about, it's open air, you could... Um, you know, you quite easily socially distance at a football ground have less fans in. And I think it's just, it's just really disappointing. And I think the thing is with Project Big, Big Picture, we're not surprised, are we? We're not surprised that the top six want a cash grab. And, you know, we talk, I talked about it last week, but they offered that bailout of 50 million. It was only to League One and League Two clubs. And it was actually 20 million. And the 30 million is if someone goes bust. Well, that's not good enough, you know, and... Clubs are going to go bust. We've said it. Everyone says it. We know clubs are going to go bust. I won't be surprised if quite a few clubs go bust before Christmas. And then what's going to happen? It's just going to be like another Bury, another Macclesfield. But it affects communities. It affects the villages. You know, I know we sit here and bang on about football, but, you know, football is so important to the community. And like, you know, look at the town foundation with what they do there. If, if town went, as an example, what happens to that? It's, Really, Neville's point were, were good. I love the fact because he was saying something like Sunderland and Stoke, they've been in Premier League. It almost seems to be like the people in that Premier League now, it's like it's their money and they get to decide. I'm sorry, but like, you know, some of these clubs have hardly because been in there eight seasons. This Sunderland have always been in there. It's almost like they just think they should decide, you know, kind of we're in there now. So you can dance to our tune. Bollocks, the game is for everyone, man. It's not just for that. There's... Go back to what Rick Parry said, Cosy, where he says, why should Huddersfield Town get the same vote as Manchester United? And that, that was a disgrace considering we've been out of the Premier League for almost two seasons now. And, you know, we're still living rent-free inside their heads, kinda, aren't we, so to speak. I can kind of see what he's saying, Matt, in the fact that the bigger teams kind of, they bring... I, I think it's a prick. Etc. But Rick Parry. I do... I, it just is frustrating. It's like, it's almost like now once you're in there, and honestly, if we were still in there, I'd be just saying exactly the same because I think we're good kind of fans and, you know, kind of club, but it's... That does it feels to me honestly? I love watching like Spanish football, but if Barcelona and Real Madrid want to play in Super League, then piss off and just let it's, leave us all to it. I'm no, scared, really. To think. If your top six want to go go set up a, a league or whoever you know, Man United, Liverpool going to this European Super League, then then let them. But there's got to be they can't just then decide in five years, oh, we don't like this, I want to come back. Do you know? I think that's you know, for TV, it's really good, but for actually match day fans. 
Imagine being a Liverpool season ticket holder and you know having to fly to Madrid, then flying to Munich, then out to Italy. You, you, you just won't be able to physically... Well, you won't be able to afford it for the start. There's no you, jeopardy, alone, though, Paz. It, it's a closed shop. There's there's 18 teams they're talking about, and that a closed shop, and they're talking about the initial people not being able to be relegated for 20 years from this league, and there's no jeopardy. Who's going to watch a league whereby there's no jeopardy? You know, people are complaining at the minute about Burnley. I hate this elitism that goes on online on Twitter by dickheads on football Twitter. I can't stand that channel, and it's just oh that medium I should say, and it's just people going oh Sheffield United versus Burnley. Who wants to watch that? I'd watch that over Man United versus someone else. You know, whereby it's a billion you know billionaire team versus one that's trying to build properly. You know, it, for me, proper football, Sheffield United and Burnley are proper football clubs doing things in a proper way. And it really annoys me that people are, that are saying, I'm not going to watch this because that European Super League, if it's Juventus versus, uh, I don't know who else is going to be there, Juventus versus, let's say, Atletico Madrid because Cos is in this, and they're 12th and 15th, people are going to say the same thing. They're going to say, I'm not bothered about watching 12th versus 15th in this European Super League. And it'll just go around in some cycle again. It's and like people that have just got to realise that competition itself stop trying to kill competition and and maintain a status quo Fuck off. you know what i mean this it, like, it, it pisses like me off league, i you know maybe because i'm just a little bit older i don't have as much time as what i used to do but i used to love watching champions league you know as a, I don't watch watching, you know before all group stages came in and then they expanded it because you got you got to see the you know sort of the cream of the crop and you look at that now and you all they did was they made it into group stages so they could get more games therefore they could make more money you know, you'd argue that your lesser teams from lesser countries, um, you know, got in it, so that might improve them and stuff like that. But you get to a point now where there's no... Um, sometimes winners of actual leagues don't get in in favour of someone who finished third or fourth in their domestic league because they're a bigger club. And if you qualify for a competition on merit, then you should be able to have just as much say or just as much chance as anybody else within that competition. And it's like football, historically, they've always seemed to... You know, look at your FA Cup. You don't, your big teams don't come into round three. Why, why put them in a round one? And if you know Bradford Park have a new draw, Man United at home, the, the draw Man United at home, and it's brilliant for them. You know, that's what football it's like about, that elitism. The pay per view thing is just bullshit. And all of a sudden now they're trying to back down on it a little bit, but still, the, it's still pay per view. Even Neville slaughtered like Sky for putting. It's not really Sky and BT's fault. It's the Premier League who kind of put it on there kind of platforms to use. But again, that's just another example. The European Super League, the pay-per-view, the fact that the government, in rightly so, in my opinion, are saying, you've got the money, you sort it out between your football people. But they're not. And it's, it's disgusting at a time, really, where you're seeing everyone helping Marcus Rashford and what have you doing. A lot of good stuff. And there's a lot of other people doing stuff, you know, with charities and stuff. But yeah, again, football just needs to look at itself. And it, it's pretty disgusting, really. And uh, I'm... What not a guy a good... Marcus Rashford is, by the way. Oh, man. He's not a bad footballer yeah. now, is he? No, <laughs> the last night, night, man. Oh, yeah, wasn't yeah. he got that trick last night? Because people were saying, no, oh, concentrate on football, concentrate on football, you know, stay out of politics. <laughs> and then he goes and people are saying stick to politics. Pause. I skipped one point on this thing as well. So, uh, Monday night, that... that... Project Big Picture makes me too angry, so I'm going to check out of that for a bit. But the <laughs> I get too I get too frothy. Start frothing around the mouth around here. It goes into the beard. Around the old beard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a good look. But yeah, uh, Phil, Big Phil did a uh, an interview. Big Phil Scalari. Going Big Phil Scalari there. Phil Hodgkinson <laughs> did an interview on Radio Leeds, didn't he? Before the game, I thought he came across quite well when he did it. I, I didn't think there was a lot of a lot of info there that wasn't in the Stephen Chicken interview, but I thought Phil came across pretty well overall and quite sensible. Um, how did you, you listen to it this afternoon? So it should be fresh in 
in your no, head. I, uh, how I, did you I find agree it? With, what with what you said. I think he's, uh, I think he's, he's done what we all wanted him to do and sort of learned from previous uh, mistakes. And, you know, he said openly in that interview that sometimes when you, you say stuff you shouldn't have said as a chairman, you, you learn from it. And he, he seems to have, you know, he seems to have done that. He, he, he sometimes differs wildly from interview to interview in what he says, but that seemed to sort of follow suit in what he said to, you know, Stephen Chicken, whether, you know, um, Dale, um, what's it called Dave DTS, Dale Trafal Sykes had a script held up David. behind uh, August to make sure it didn't go off a uh, piece. I don't know, but he, yeah, to me, he said he, he spoke sense uh, a lot. And, um, you know, after his interview last week, I think I, I said, can't remember if it were on here or elsewhere, that if, if that's his plan, then, you know, and it keeps football club going, then, you know, sort of fair play to him. But, you know, to hear that clubs could go bust as soon as November and, uh, and December, you know, back in the year, then, you know, it's, it's, it's quite worrying. Um, yeah, but no, like I said, it, it came across well. The, I've just noticed, I've having a quick scroll through my phone, that the Canal Side video has been put up, which has, I've got it on this screen over fans. here, yeah. I've got it. I've, um, I'm trying to watch it. I think it's 50 it, minutes listen. long, so, it, you know, it, I don't know if it's showing the actual physical construction of it or just a quick tour around, but it's the 50 tour minutes, by the looks of it. Mike Devlin's giving a, a nice that, tour. So, yeah. um, you know, fair play to him for, for getting that out and hopefully that'll, you know, quash a lot of rumours and things said about that. So... You know, they're moving it right direction with it. Um, yeah, that's off to them. They've sort of listened to feedback and, and taken it on board, which is good. Uh, anyone else want to chip in on the uh, the Phil Hodgkinson interview? Yeah, I think, um, again, I, I agree. I think he's said a lot of the good stuff, uh, a lot of good stuff. I think I think he might have uh, been addressing us when he said, uh, I heard some people have said that we've got a weaker squad than we did last season. Now he disagreed with it. But um yeah, I think we, we touched on it last week. Like, we wanted to hear from them. You know, they were talking to everyone else apart from us, apart from the fans. They've done the interview with Stephen Chicken. He's done the, uh, you know, radio leads. I think it'd probably be best for him, you know, to, like, like I say, results on the pitch now and just maybe step away. Because I think whether it's right or wrong, I'm glad he, you know, I'm glad he's addressed some of the stuff. But I think if you're hearing a, a lot from a chairman, I think it's a, it's a bad thing. I know that's probably, uh, probably very hypocritical of me given what we're saying previous weeks but you know he needs to you know he needs to be uh working in the background as, as to the whole board of board of directors i think really right so i'm, I'm trying to watch this canal side video at the same time here which is obviously going to be impossible but it's quite i'm just watching mark devlin's mask constantly slipping down all the time like this it's quite funny he's pulling it up and then he's having to pull his trousers up every five seconds it's uh, 50 minutes is this uh, this video they're showing the the complete change and they're trying to go in as much detail as possible and Adam Tomlinson and Mark Devlin are both sort of walking around and saying what's changed from each room to room. And I've been in Canal Side quite a bit, you know, in, in what I've done and I've, I've seen it. And uh, it, it's it's looking quite, I'm 10 minutes into it now. It's looking quite positive, which is good. Um, I don't think it'll answer a lot of the burning questions that people have got, which was uh, along the lines of when uh, Dean said there's 20 million set aside and they've spent, you know, there was it seven pods that they've spent on it. So I don't think it's going to answer any questions like that. Um but if it does, that's that's great. Uh, and also, uh, I don't think they'll, they're going to be doing the the Victorian Tower. They were going to do a mock Victorian Tower of uh, it's, it's the one, isn't it, on uh, the Huddersfield Hill, isn't it? Phil, you live in Huddersfield. You can tell us if it's is it Queen Elizabeth Castle. Tower, Queen Victoria Tower. What's it called? The I have Castle no Hill? idea. It's just that massive tower, isn't it? That I used to go and play <laughs> that, and fly a kite next to. So that younger. one where you can go and fork into Lancashire. Yeah. That's pretty. Hey, I'll tell you what, though, going on, um, going on, obviously, training ground topic. Um, what a massive difference that makes for your club. Um, if to, to entice players to come to your club and to take them to Stars All Woods 
and to show them porter cabins <laughs> and, and, the, and the half a mile walk down there to fields that, that drainage isn't great. It's what what a what a setup what a setup. If you can't get things right with a setup like that down there, then then you're struggling, and and you'd be surprised how many clubs don't have setups uh, such as. Does it, it matter it, as it, a as a player? Does it does oh, it matter? Does it? Yeah, massively. You've got everything there. If if you want to progress it and, and be the best kind of, you know, be the best player that you can, the facilities that they've got there will allow you to do that. No doubt. No doubt. Are you, are, you familiar with, with, it, are you familiar with things like cryo chambers and all this and, and what have you that they have going on there? And I thought cryo chambers were those that you, you fell into on Future Armour and then you... I'll tell you what, we used to... We, we, it was that bad. We, we were that hard. I mean, you think about the money that we've got now and we complain, obviously, where's it gone? When, when I were there, we, ne- we never had a goalie coach. Um, in fact, when... when, Lee when Jack doubled off, up, didn't he? Well, when Jacko first took over, I mentioned to Jacko, I says... Um, he said, Lee Martin... Um, about being a physio, I says, oh, so you can, he's a good qualified colour coach as well. So, so that worked well, but because he was so busy, we had to go uh, to Bolton and train with Bolton. So we trained with um, Ian Walker, Yusuf Askelainen, and that Al Habsi, who, who has no idea oh, how to yeah. catch, but just punches <laughs> everything. And coach were like, oh, what a save, what a save, couldn't catch for life in it. Um, and they had everything. They had a room with these two Chinese people doing acupuncture, like all oh, Zen and stuff, and players in there. And I never forget they had these them cryo chambers, and they had the big ice baths. We used to have, <laughs> we used to have like uh, uh, something like a, a, a kind of oh God, like an hydraulic thing that that you just put in the bath and set it off. <laughs> and we like threw a bath ice bomb. in. We've, yeah, we thought that was good enough for us. They literally had these massive baths that were, and that. Um, was it? Oh, what's, what would he call now? The big Jaide, who played centre half for Bolton. I've never seen anyone as big in my. His quads were bigger than me, and he just jumped in this bath and splashed me in this other keeper. <laughs> and they just they just had everything. And this were man, well, 37, 38 tomorrow. Um, so I was twenty. So a good 18, 18 years ago, and they had all of this. And town are just about getting it now. So it says a lot. Yeah, the, the, uh, the video makes a massive difference. <laughs> The video looks looks good, so I'll I'll yeah. we'll probably go into this in a bit more detail when we uh, when we come uh, when we when we've had a chance to uh, to watch hey, well, it and, next, and take uh, it in. Two games are difficult, aren't they? Bloody hell! If you you don't want to, Bristol City have dropped off a bit, but they're still six. Millwall a third. It's uh, it's going to be a big test for us, I think, especially on back of two defeats. Brady's Brady's the man with the preview, aren't you, Brady? So do you want to take us through the uh, the previews for uh, Millwall and uh, Millwall, Bristol City? Yeah. yeah. So Nick Hart from. Uh... <laughs> From uh, Acton Millwall podcasters preview going out tomorrow. Um, he was banging on about Jake Cooper, who's their centre back, who is yeah, class. huge, six six foot six. Um, he's he's class, a real Rolls Royce of a defender. Uh, I think it's a good job. Sars was Naby Sars' ban was only one game because I think we'll need him, especially for those aerial duels. Uh, interesting one. I mean, um, Millwall obviously we lost their four one last season. I know it was a game that didn't really matter, but tough game that. Um, they won at Preston, didn't they? Which says a lot after the way they dismantled us. Yeah, no, and, they, uh, got a they were really good. They haven't got a coaching team, have they? Because they're all locked, locked down because of COVID. So yeah, so it was their centre-back. Uh, yeah, Millwall. Yeah, so it was their centre-back on the touchline uh, in against Preston. So oh, Hang on a sec. Scotty Malone, oh, he is <laughs> so wonderful. Uh, Get your money on uh, first goal score of Saturday, man. <laughs> what, what a player. What a player. What a player. Well, is. That's the Harry Wally. He's played yes. all right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and they've got Sir Hall on loan from West Brom. Who uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what see that shot, but he actually played really well. So uh, tough. Expect lots of balls in the box and high. Mm. Because if I were if I were a scout watching us, I'd be putting balls into the box all day because they are big, physical, powerful. And, and we need to be a yeah. bit more streetwise. Last night we're giving away free kicks every minute, weren't we? Pretty yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll learn. Boom, yeah, boom, I'm, boom. I'm not optimistic for Saturday, but then that don't mean a lot in this division, man. But yeah. they got Matt Smith still down there as well, Brady. Is he yeah. still uh, still one of their options? Because he, he he scored quite a few against us down the years, hasn't he? For uh, for Millwall last year yeah, at home, when on, uh, dropped Tuesday, it, and uh, yeah, they were sub. And uh, two and against two us for Leeds win. as well. Two and no win Saturday. <laughs> two and no win. Two and no win. Nice. But we're at that stage already, Brady, with the predictions, and we need to start doing a table, don't we? And uh... I was good. Yeah. If anyone wants to help me out with a, a clever table, we can do that. Um, should Excel. I get them off off air, or should we do them on there? No, Just, do it. Yeah. Know, let's 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 see how bad right. we are. I know how much Neil loves it. So um, <laughs> look at his face. Right. right, go on then. Uh, Millwall. I reckon. I think if we got a one-one draw, I'd be happy with that. Oh, so I'm going to say that. Know. We're going out on a big set. Tier three, forget it. We're out all night. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, Cosy. Oh, yeah, Cosy. <laughs> Two nil. Sorry, I just think they're going to think Huddersfield Town. I mean, they've had an extra night's rest, haven't they? And also, yeah, bring it on, man. But who oh, needs rest? Mind you, it didn't work for us against Preston. Yeah, but... Preston didn't, did they? Yeah. No, I think I think could be a struggle, mate. Saturday. Sorry. Two nil, Millwall. You say two nil for us, Phil. Two nil yeah, for us. Nailed on. Two nil for us. Nice. Pozza. Hammer two. <laughs> but in his own net. Um, yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be a tough one. The only sort of thing I can think of is if Millwall, you know, they're at home, they're, they're doing all right, they'll, they'll actually try and attack, unlike Birmingham did. So if they do that and we can, you know, look at defending these crosses and playing quickly with the pitch and trying to hit them on counter attack, you know, we, we have got a chance we have got a chance. Um I do think we'll lose though saying that. So I'll go with two one. Sorry, you were you were waiting for a win there, weren't you, Phil? I was. <laughs> I thought we were going to get a draw out of him. I thought we were going to get a draw out of him. Oh, did it preview? But you've lost your job, Brady. I know, mate. Yeah. Um, go on then, Neil. What are you saying? Don't know, Neil. Well, right. Back to the positivity, eh, lads? Matt, come on, mate. I think we will go 1-0 up but end up losing the game 2-1. Oh, another song coming Tuesday night. He's from Bermuda. <laughs> if he hadn't scored that penalty at Wembley, would have been knackered. Knacky Woods. He's back, mate. He's back. Oh, what on earth? Yeah. Oh, Bristol. I thought we were still on about Millwall for a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> time, Move on. Seven yeah, o'clock kickoff. So don't ahead. put in it quarter to eight because we'll be three up by then. Why have we got so many games so fast? What's going on? Is it because of... Oh, uh, look at December, mate. Season, oh, season started late, mate. Where you been? <laughs> I know, but it's just like every, every two every week now, isn't that? Got to fit the year. Three, 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 that's why. Tier three. You've added another yeah, game in because of tier three. Yeah, Bradford out, though. Bradford tier four. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Bristol City is a weird one. We played well against them last season. Remember when we dismantled them on a Tuesday night with Poison Dwarf? Oh, we should have won about five, shouldn't we? I hate watching us play Bristol City at Bristol City. I've never oh. seen us play a decent game down there. Good job on it. Don't have the cameras on no yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, doesn't it? Yeah, it's massive. Are we, are we doing predictions for Bristol as well then? Yeah. yeah. 
Two-one Bristol. Are we oh, home? Yeah, we're home against Bristol. in a row. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's all the One-nil town. Nice. We're bouncing back. Two wins in a row. <laughs> Love it, Phil. Anyone else? Uh, I'm going to say we're going to. Yeah, I'm going to say two-one town, Brady. I think we'll uh, we'll beat Bristol. Nice, nice. Two-one Bristol. <laughs> nice. With top off. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> cool and nice. Show us your hands. Show us your hands. <laughs> God, God, you got me all red. Hands, face, space. Just remember, Brady. Brady's flustered. First time we've seen his nipples all night, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's for the you know that's for the. It's like naked attraction. If you pay more, if you pay more. <laughs> it's gone past nine o'clock. Right? We're past the nine watershed out. Watershed, Brady's yeah. going to get his nips out. Yeah. <laughs> Cosy, give me, give me your score, man, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for a Desmond to uh, with Oh, yeah. Oh, lovely. Good shout, that. Um, Cosy? I think we'll win 3-1, mate. I think it's not a sense of the season, man. 3 Three. Three. Yeah, mate. 3-1? Yeah, Danny Ward's going to come off. 2 on goals, Zero. Ward's going to slide on his is knees. He, is he fit now? No, 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 mentioned next... Um, Next in, after the next international break for Danny Ward, so he won't be playing. Right. Sorry, Cos. <laughs> Two one is it now? Yeah. <laughs> John Thorington, reckon... then, mate. John Thorington. John Thorington. <laughs> Whoa! What a USC. guy you are. USC. What a guy. Well, I think we'll win two one against Bristol because I think they'll try and attack us, and uh, they're in a bit of bad form recently. And, yeah, but... really. Seventeenth form table, mate. Yeah. Continues. Yeah, just, just before. Just before we shoot shoot <laughs> off, I want to want to drop something in. Um, just about Huddersfield Town women, their manager Jordan Winpenny has been nominated for Manager of the Month. Uh, there's That's a poll good. for you to vote in, so I'll, I'll tweet that out afterwards. But it, Town I've retweeted it from the uh, Takes That Chance account. As well. Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, got a two-one win at the weekend as well. So uh, cracking on. Uh, they're playing on Sunday before to you know the tier kicks in on Monday. So again, two o'clock stores all. Doing well out there. Doing great, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah decent, side. decent side. Decent side. Yeah. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I don't think anybody's left online. I think they've all gone to watch the Canal Side video now. So uh, yeah, thanks for uh, for joining us tonight, and thank you for for listening. Thank you to Magic Rock for sponsoring. Big thanks to Tom for for drawing and getting involved with the the uh, the food banks uh, uh, with oh. welcome with the welcome center as well. And Brady's got one more thing. Sorry, just on just on Tom because I saw him post it. Um, he's got his top trumps that he's done for the for the foundation. They're out on sale tomorrow. So absolutely, uh, and also also should mention as well the top trumps Brady and that if anybody ever wants their meeting uh, to be scribed by uh, somebody like Tom, Tom actually now does a service whereby he will uh, he will sketch out a meeting. You know, so if people have a Zoom meeting, he uh, he will do that as well. So check out uh, check Tom out as well. So at Tom Bradshaw or Tom, Tom Bradshaw isn't he on. Uh, on uh, Twitter. So, okay, thanks for joining us. And oh, what a night! Late in May in 2017, scored. It was a happy dream. What a feeling! What a night! Oh, what a night! Wagner singing. Premier League, the greatest sight in George's Square did see. What an evening, what a night! 
got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance oh what a night lost so safe in mesmerizing me low Charge and flattened all Chelsea, Stanford Bridge, or what a night. Whoa, I, I got a funny feeling when he walked and a fence, and then the commentator yelled, He takes our chance. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.